Welcome back to Barely Serious. You're about to listen to episode 166, the roadcast from California. But before we get into the episode, I have two show dates that I want to plug really quick. Next weekend on August 27th, I'll be headlining in Bend, Oregon. You can find tickets at bendticket.com. I think I'm going to have some family there, so if you want to see some shit that's crazy, come on out to that one. Uh, it's been sold out the past three times that I've been there, so you know this one's going to be sold out too. So get your tickets early at bendticket.com. And then two weeks after that, I'm headlining the Harrisburg Comedy Zone in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I'm bringing Mike Eaton to feature for me. You can find tickets at the HarrisburgComedyZone.com. It's uh, September 9th and September 10th. I believe it's three shows. Uh, one on Friday and then two on Saturday. It's going to be a hell of a time. And with that out of the way, enjoy the roadcast because this one was fucking crazy. Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 166. Roadcast from Central California. Rafael De Camargo, how excited are you to make another appearance on the podcast? Always excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me, uh, both on the road and on the podcast. So Yeah, dude. Thanks for killing it. Yeah, I try. I try very hard. Now, what should we t- should we talk about the good shit first or the bad shit? Let's first? just run it back from the beginning. I mean, we should start with uh, the, the the car rental place. Yes, and that all tie in at the end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, so we we were gonna bring this other guy with us because he had a car. Phil Overbeck. I wasn't gonna say his name, but I guess there it is. He doesn't uh, listen to this, huh? I don't think he listens to this. It's fine. We yeah, can talk shit fine. about him. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. But this dude fucking bails or whatever because he's, like, homeless or something. And then, so now we're fucked. I can't find anybody that has a car that's, like, uh, you know, like, all the people I know in Orange County kind of quit. And so I'm, like, fuck. Or, like, they moved away. Or they got, like, engaged and, like, retired. And I'm, like, fuck, bro. And so I'm, like, I got to rent a car. Oh, come on. Go. You fuck. Uh, So I'm, like, fuck, I got to rent a car. So I, I first, okay, so first of all. I hit up, uh, I go to, ah, what's it called? It's this app. It's this fucking app where you rent cars off it. It's Vroom, or not Vroom, it's uh, Turo. It's called Turo. Oh, okay. I've never heard and of so, it. And uh, so Tim Hanlon and Matt Bellick were telling me that they rented a car through Turo, and it was like super cheap. It's like 30 bucks a day. I was like, oh, that's fucking great. Sounds good. And so I went, I downloaded the app. I put my card in, everything. I was ready to get us this fucking, this like 2011 Nissan. It, and it's just people's cars. Like, it's just re- regular people's cars. They just put their cars on these apps and shit. And you the can just Airbnb rent- of renting cars. E- exactly. And uh, and then I went to pay, and then it added a $120 young driver fee. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like 20, I'm 25, dog. Like, I'm not fucking a young driver. And uh, and so I was like, fucking, I'm just going to go to Enterprise. And so I made a reservation on Enterprise for a compact car. It's supposed to be like a Nissan Sentra or some shit. And so then I had my mom drive me to the Enterprise Rental. Uh, and my mom drives me to the Enterprise Rental in Newport Beach, California, where I walk in and they're like, hey, so we have your reservation right here and we also don't have a compact car, so we're going to bump you up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. This, the road trip's off to a great start. All of a sudden, we're, you know, we're doing the walk around. He's like, cool, I just need your card and you're all set to go. And so I gave him my card. He goes, ooh, is this a debit card? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, man. Ooh, is this money? <laughs> we don't accept debit cards. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he was like, oh, well, so, like, let me talk to my manager. And so she, the manager comes over, and she's like, yeah, so we need uh, 
we need uh, like proof of residency. And I was like, what are you talking about? Do you have my, like, I just gave you my driver's license. She's like, we need another proof of, of residency. Do you have like a, do you have like a, uh, a phone a, bill yeah like something? a phone bill or an electric bill and I was like no I'm fucking traveling I don't have my fucking electric bill on me and I was like I also don't have an electric bill like I just pay I, I rent a room at a house you know what I mean and so she's like ooh like we can't take your car and I was like what are you fucking talking about and so like Raph is like like on his way like I'm on the train already like about an hour and a half out of the two two hours or so fucking when, train ride. When this are yeah, when this happened, you were almost there already. Yeah, and I was like cool. Town. I was like cool, grabbing the car, and you're like cool, driving riding through Irvine right now, and I was like cool, dude, like fucking gonna grab this car. And, and then was, the classic uh, on the train on the way to meet Galen text. Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> it's the second time where it's, something has happened right before I get off the fucking like right before I get off the train. <laughs> Not even earlier in the day, you know. I only woke up at seven in the morning to get ready to take a trolley to the train station and then wait <laughs> for the train to get on there to discover when I, I'm about to pull into town that there is a problem. And it's also super. It could be anything. It could, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> literally. I always anything. go to the worst case when it's this guy. You I mean, know he what just I mean? pulled so. off the lot and wrecked the car. Since you're <laughs> yeah, I, oh, we're knows? fucked. Uh, but dude, I fucking. Uh, I had to call my mom, and her phone's broken, so I have to call her like five or six times for it to even go through. And she finally answers, and I was like, uh, so she came. We switched the reservation to her name, and she's a fucking saint. We put the fucking, uh, we put it on her her credit card, and then uh, I paid her cash for it. Uh, and so then, boom, we're on the way. I go and I say hi to Dom, Dommy Pierno, who's in the hospital with a broken no, back. No, no, he doesn't just go and say hi to Dom. He goes, all right, cool, I got the car. I'm like, sweet, I'm getting off the train in five minutes. He's like, cool, cool, I'll be there in 30 minutes tops. <laughs> and then shows up an hour and a half later. I, you, you were far, there was traffic. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I got to stand outside of the Fullerton uh, train station with a bunch of fucking bums in the heat for about an hour or so. Well, why didn't they have, why didn't you stay inside? They don't have AC? Bro, I've, the inside of that train station is more depressing than the outside of that train station. <laughs> I'll just say that. But, uh, so we, yeah, so what happened next? We got on our way. It was actually pretty smooth. We get to, the first show was in Lompoc. Lompoc. Nothing really happened except, uh, the guy opening for us tried to bring, like, underage girl into the fucking venue. Yeah, that was caught. pretty funny. Got caught and then got chastised about it and then did it again. Just brought <laughs> her back in. So that was pretty fun. The show is great. Lompoc, I have love for you. Yeah. Atascadero, sold out. A lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's funny because we were like, what the fuck is happening in this town tonight? Because there was all the, the hotel prices were crazy expensive. Uh, you know, we saw like all these lines, you know, to get on the freeways and shit. We were like, what the fuck's going on? And then we get into town and there's like an auto. Yeah. Fu- like, a, a, like a car... Uh, what classic car show. Classic car parade. I mean, it was like in the middle. of They closed down this whole center of town. Yeah. And these cars were just going around in a fucking circle pretty much, just like showing off their cars. And we were just like, hopefully this doesn't interrupt <laughs> what we're fucking doing. But it ended up helping us out because the car show ended, like the ending of the car show coincided with the start of our show. And so a lot of people just like, uh, we got a lot of door sales from people that just happened to be at the car show. Uh, just got barked in and ended up being sold out. There was uh, three super hot women. Oh, yeah. Super hot women, a, a 10 and a 10 and an 8. And I walked them. 
which was awesome because before the show he was like, oh, I'm going to fuck those girls later. And then he goes up on stage at like, what, fucking five minutes, seven minutes into your set? They were like, It had to be like 15. They like walked out and uh, I was just having fun with it. So, like on their way out, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about him. And they were like, no, 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 it's okay. We're just stepping outside. And then I go outside to smoke and one of the girls comes up to me and she's like, yeah, we had to leave because that guy was bumming us out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he needs to talk to somebody. <laughs> Dude, those chicks were bitches, bro. So funny. I hate them. It was so I funny. I hate them. I hope their son fails. It was the first funny because as they were walking out, Galen's on stage and I'm in the back of the room and I just was like pointing and la- like the only one laughing. And then he was like, great. I know. I made fucking. I actually had a funny riff because uh, I did that joke about uh, like the, the one about me banging my sister or whatever. And then they got up and left. And I was like, fuck, I just walked those hot chicks. And everybody turned and looked and I was like, that's actually my sister. She's just going to get ready for later. <laughs> and it got a laugh. She go clean herself up. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, well, so some other dude in the crowd who's sitting next to them uh, told me what joke it was that walked them, and it was the beyond scared straight joke, and he says that one of the, he, one of the chicks like was like, "I'm a lady," and then they got up and left. I was like, "Bro, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was fun." I mean, it was a great show. It was awesome. I was the only part I was concerned was because uh, there was a chick who was before me and Galen on the show, and it was her first show ever and uh, her, her name was heather shout out her yeah and uh the host goes up and is like oh who's here to see heather and like most of the crowd and i was like 80 percent fuck dude like I, I i might go up there and bomb and wish that i was heather tonight you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i don't want that to happen i know it was one of those where it was it was funny because it was just the host that chick and then us yeah so it was like oh Perfect these people are, these people are just gonna leave yeah after her but because she was up so early, they just stayed the whole time, and they had a good time. It was a fun. It was a fun show. Very fun show, dude. There was a. It was so packed that there was chicks like sitting on the ground. Like, yeah, inside. those roller derby chicks were fucking sitting on the ground to watch the show. It was, which is crazy. They paid to just sit on the ground. I was like, dude, there's no guys that gave up like their bar top or something. I was like, bro, what the fuck? They weren't hot enough, I guess. I wouldn't. I was thinking about it. Some stools opened up, but then I was just like, I'm just going to walk up with two stools and be like, there you go. Right. You already did. You already did your set. Who cares? Yeah. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, but <coughs> the... How how nice was the motel that we stayed at? Oh, do you mean the Homestead Motel? Oh, I, I, I think I do mean <laughs> the Homestead Motel. Oh, it's up there with uh, some <laughs> of the worst hotels I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, and then luckily it was overtaken the next night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, when we walked into that fucking room, bro, I mean. Which one? The Homestead. Oh, yeah. It was just like the fucking, the, no, no paintings, right? No class <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, the headboards of the beds were nailed into the wall above the bed, so like it was obviously just for look. Like the bed <laughs> didn't even connect to it, right? <laughs> uh, there was a footprint on the fucking door where someone looks like they fucking kicked in that door, uh, and uh, the owners of the motel were like, "We're just gonna put duct tape over it and then paint white over the fucking entire door, and no one will probably notice this huge fucking boot mark in the middle of the door." <laughs> Uh, the shower curtain uh, <laughs> in the fucking bathroom had uh, a shit stain on the fucking plastic covering on the fucking shower curtain. Hey, but at least the the bathtub part was brand new. Yeah, at least that mop bucket sink uh, that <laughs> w- they call a bathtub was uh, fucking falling to pieces. It was literally like I peed. I didn't take a shower. I did you you did you take a shower? 
I, I got in to take a shower. I wanted to take a shower, and then I saw that fucking shit stain, and then I got out. <laughs> so I was like, this is probably less sanitary, you know what I mean, than uh, not taking a shower. Well, dude, the last time we were in Fresno, uh, it was or when it was like me, Dom, and Brandon, I went to take a shower at the fucking University Park Motel. It was until... Until... Uh, actually, no. The University Park Motel was worse than the one last night. Mm. I will say that. Uh, but as far as like scary people and like having no lock on the door, last night was scary. It was last night was scarier, but the actual motel room itself at the other place was worse. Like, dude, we got there and you know the the key card. You scan the key card to get inside the hallway or whatever. Yeah. The thing to scan was just stolen. <laughs> it was just gone. Yeah. Like part of it was still there, but yeah. the rest, of the electronic part was just gone. Yeah. We we're like, bro. And then the fucking ever there were signs over that says no smoking, and you walk into the room and it's a literal ashtray. Yeah. And you're like, bro. And the fucking um, we, um, I went to go take a shower and I tur- turned on the faucet and just black sludge came out. Ugh. And so none of us took a shower. I well, was yeah. like, dude, what the actual fuck? Oh, also the best part about this car that we got bumped up though, I will it w- I will say it's pretty cool. Is it drives its fucking self, bro? It's a 2021 Camry. And it fucking... It I just doesn't have to drive itself. It has features that help you drive, okay? Because if you fucking take your hand off the wheel for too long, it goes into manual, and then you die. You know what I mean? Well, so here's the thing. You just got to keep one hand on the wheel to trip the sensor. Like right now, this whole time that we've been talking about it, no hands on the wheel. Right now, it just popped up LTA, hold steering wheel, bam, I just touched it, back off. Like, it's, it's pretty It should be sweet. illegal for Galen to drive this car, is all I'm trying to say. I haven't jerked off while doing it once. Good. We keep it that we've way. We've also drunk driven this car like three times. Nah, I'm just kidding. Twice. In case the fucking not twice. In case Enterprise listens back to this. Yeah, because they've been so fucking helpful all this all the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. It was like we left the homestead and I was like, man, so awesome to leave a shitty hotel behind us, you know? Yes. And then we get to fucking Fresno, and uh, Galen pulls up into this parking spot in front of our hotel and oh, on the before tree. We, before we get before we get into Fresno. Uh, after the show in Atascadero, they were like, "Hey, we gotta go. Let's go to this bar. It's called Whiskey in June." Uh, but and they're like, "This is the only place to go in town." We we're like, "All right." And we had already been there at like we we had already been there at like noon drinking because we had to wait for the hotel to be available. And so we were already there drinking, and we played a bunch of pool. And uh, who won? I won. Are you sure? I'm a hundred percent certain. <laughs> I think you were too drunk and forgot. No, I think that you got lucky on a bunch of technical fucking losses, <laughs> and that's the only reason why there was a tournament to begin with, but I fucking smoked you, so. <laughs> Whoa, smoked is, uh, we went Bro, we went you had to play catch-up all the time. I know, except that one game I ran the table and then bricked it. Yeah. I double-scratched on the eight ball. <laughs> yep. That was awesome. ass. That was my best game, and I fucking double-scratched the eight ball. I was like, what yep. the literal fuck? It's actually more impressive that I double scratch. Can we count that as a win? No. That's a double loss. That's a du- yeah, it counts as two yeah, losses. Yeah, we got to take one off your fucking <laughs> board there. <laughs> but yeah, so we pull into fucking Fresno. No, well, I mean, the best part of the oh, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of no, the no, day no. at this fucking bar was that uh, the jukebox would stop playing, and then we got to hear all these racists fucking congregating <laughs> together. It was awesome. Just, I put I put three shots around pellets. his face. I put three pellets <laughs> in his head, and I still had to beat the shit out of that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what were you killing? <laughs> Three pellets? Like, like BB you, pellets? Like, what the fuck are you, you, what are you A rabbit? You had to beat it up? Yeah. 
That's fucking hilarious. So that was fun, you know? Oh, and then the best part was that these people who were there, like, drinking and getting hammered at, like, at like noon, they'd be like, hey, you want another round, Greg? And he'd be like, nah, man, I got to get back to work. And he, yeah. would, like, he would, like, stumble out of the bar and, like, go back to work at Napa Auto Parts. And you're like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, at one point I put fucking five bucks in the jukebox so there'd be some music, and then the music stopped. And then Galen was like, I'm not fucking playing to no music. So he put on trap rap in the fucking... <laughs> Back the blue racist Atascadero bar on on my phone and on like full blast. A minute in, there were like someone put music on the jukebox. They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, none <laughs> of that. But so after the show, these people are like, well, so Heather, the chick, uh, the chick comic, uh, and I could say that because that's what she put her contact in in my phone as Heather, the chick comic, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, when she was putting that in, I was like, you don't think you think you're the only chick comic I know. She was like, well, I guess, and just kept doing it. I was like, tight. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was her first show ever, and she had a pretty good set. She had some jokes yeah. uh, for, you know, first set ever. Not bad. If it was her second set, she would have sucked. Uh, <laughs> but, no, she was pretty funny. Um, and then super Jewish also. I don't know why I have to throw that out there, but super duper Jewish. I mean, she did say that a bunch on stage, so. Yeah, but, like, you could also just tell. Um, and so we, I mean, her last name was, like, Goodburger or some shit like that. Like Goldberger, Goldstein, or some shit. Right, one of those uh, Jewish names. But we, uh, so we, she's like, "Come on out with some of my friends, go to this bar." So we go over there. We walk to the back patio with our beers, and this like group of dudes that were at the show. They were like, "Yo!" And they were like loud as shit to where like everybody on the patio was like looking at us. And so I walk over to like dap them up and be like, "Hey, you know, like thanks for coming or whatever." And one of the dudes who was like the main, like the main guy, was like obliterated and had two dudes helping him stand up didn't know where he was and it was like he was like like alcohol poisoning level of like they were fucking they were at the car show also well they showed up before the comedy show when the car show was still happening and they were drinking and smoking weed and shit and they stood on like a fucking island in the middle of the road and just told like we're just screaming at all the cars to burn out and they were all the cars were like 1962 corvettes and shit burn out Burn out! And they're like, it's like a fucking like a Datsun. And you're like, bro, what the fuck? Not a single, not a single one did a burnout. No. Uh, and one. so they had been drinking like all day. They had fun at the show, or whatever. They got a little rowdy at the end, and then we see him at this bar, and the guy's just obliterated, bro. Like Death Star at the end of the fucking episode five, like obliterated. <laughs> and he fucking. Uh, Episode four, but yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why episodes five th- is the worst one. Nothing happens in that Empire fucking Empire is a great movie, bro. That whole movie is just a setup. It's a great movie. It's a whole, the whole don't, movie is just a setup. Don't, don't do this right now. No. Number three is the best. I'll die on that hill, that's bro. That's fine. That's Revenge a good one. Revenge of the Sith. All yeah, right, cool. that's a good one. I'm not fucking... I'm just saying. The Empire is a great movie. What happens in it? Nothing, bro. It's just a setup. Oh, he, he sleeps inside what? of a fucking can-can. Bro, he gets his Jedi training from Yoda in Empire, bro. That's, That's a, what I'm saying. It's classic. It's, it's all a setup. It's all just plot. Uh, yeah, whatever, dude. There's not even a fucking... There's one battle he gets his hand cut off. Cool, dude. Cool, bro. It wasn't even like a good battle. Anyway, the fucking shows and stuff, because this is fucking pointless. Because uh, I'm right. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> and then we ended up hanging out with those people for a little bit longer, and I just wanted to leave the whole time, and then we did. Yep, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yep, and then we got to Fresno, and we uh, parked in front of our Travel Lodge Inn, which was uh, given to us graciously by the producer of the show in Fresno. And uh, we pulled up, 
we parked, and on the tree right outside our car was a missing persons fucking poster that was stapled to the tree of, a, like, a 34-year-old woman. <laughs> not, like, Just a kid missing. Like, you know, not, like, a milk carton kid, but, like, a fucking actual like human f- adult. Full-grown woman who got <clears throat> abducted in front of that motel. Yeah, and then we walk up. And we're just trying to check in, and this fucking guy comes out of this hotel room upstairs, and he's like, oh, I'll be down in five minutes. So we're like, all right. And then we wait 15 minutes in this fucking 100-degree weather for this dude, and he comes out again, and I look up, and I'm like, hey, man, just trying to fucking check in. And he's like, all right, all right. He comes, like, downstairs and, like, checks us in to the fucking room next door to the one that he was in. And as we went to our room, we looked in the room, and it's just a bunch of fucking meth heads. (laughs) Working on a TV with a bunch of power tools and shit like that. And I was like, this motherfucker was up there waiting for his spot in the roto of the pookie (laughs) before he could come do his job. Bro, they were literally in there smoking fucking meth. They were homeless. They weren't even people that worked there. There was three homeless black dudes that that were were just in there smoking meth. And we were fucking in the room right next door. Oh, and by the way, did our door have a lock on it? Nope. No, it did not. The deadbolt was not attached to the door It was just missing. The, I mean, there the was little, the there little was swivel was there. The little swivel was there, but yeah. there's nothing for it to lock onto. And there was, I mean, it's so funny seeing a no smoking sign in a hotel where the fucking carpet has burn marks. <laughs> the fucking nightstand has burn marks. The wall has burn marks. Right? Like I fucking smoked. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> This is retarded. I mean, the the, the the beds were the literally it's a, the box spring was like a fucking metal locker. Okay, like this, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, what the hell is that? Uh, there's holes on the wall from where paintings used to be, and the sink is falling out of the counter. Some fucking <laughs> how? You know, the only thing that was appropriate in that entire room was the fucking shower. Thank God that the there's shower a working shower. Yeah. So we're in the murder inn and uh, the method inn, just having to kill time for like what, six hours? Yeah, we were originally going to record a podcast and I slept for like all six hours. Yeah. Well, I just stayed awake, just hoping that no one barged through the door <laughs> with no lock in it. Uh, uh. What, what, what would you have done if some dude just kicked that door and was like, give me all your shit? I don't know why, but my first thing was like, wake up Galen, like you're going to fucking help somehow. <laughs> I don't know. You don't think I would have been woken up by some man kicking in our door? Just... I don't know. I I would just figure that you'd probably just try to make a fat joke. Like, what are you doing over there? Did you fall off the bed? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Um, Fuck me in this hypothetical (laughs) situation. Yeah, dude. You're putting words in my mouth and I'm the fuck me. Yeah, dude. That's just how that would have played out. And... uh, (laughs) That was awesome. I mean, the smoke detector was detached from the ceiling, and we were looking around, and uh, Galen found it this morning. Just stuffed inside the desk with everything missing. With no batteries in it. So someone took it off the fucking wall, took the batteries out, and then hid it in a fucking drawer in a desk that had no chair. And then kept the batteries. <laughs> oh, and then what did, What was the... What was, was there a sign on the television? Yeah, the television had this little label on it that said, not a camera for the remote control. <laughs> what? So we for Who sure thinks got that that's a camera? What meth head is on a paranoia binge where they're looking at the TV like, that's a camera? I think we for sure got recorded. I think that was definitely a camera. Good. I hope they fucking took videos of me smoking weed in their stupid hotel. I fucking jacked off on the ground. Twice. Yeah, yeah twice. I didn't know that. And then I walked in to take a piss. And then he goes, like, oh, yeah, I jacked off on the floor in there twice. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? 
He's like, what? I covered it in the towel. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to walk around in there barefoot. Well, yeah, man. I had to pee. I just got up. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't know. I thought we were on the same page of not taking our fucking socks off in there. Yeah. Well, you know. We were both also on the same page of let's just wear our clothes and sleep on top of the bed. And then I wake up and both of us were, well, we had separate beds, all right? Uh, we were both under the covers of each separate bed and for sure got AIDS. You know how I know you're homophobic is because you had to fucking make it clear that we weren't sleeping in the no, same bed. No, that doesn't bed. make it home. Here's, here's the thing. I'm not gay, guys. Here's the thing. I'm not homophobic. <laughs> here's the thing. This is what went through my head. I didn't want here's people to. I didn't want people to think that we were poor and couldn't afford to have two beds in the room. It had nothing to do with a gay thing. Bro, we just talked about how a meth head checked us into the hotel. People think we're poor. <coughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> the well, fact that we we <laughs> let. I'll have everybody know that after all expenses paid, I'm coming back with at least $20. I got $5 in my pocket, 44 cents in my bank account. Came back in the green. Yeah, dude. No, it's good. Can't complain. I'm definitely coming back with more money than I left with. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Just bumped to that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's it to home. And then, Caleb, uh, what, what happened when we decided to get ready and then go to the show when we left the travel lodge? Oh, I was about to say, I don't know what you're talking about, but we fucking, we pull out of the fucking parking lot of the travel lodge and immediately a cop, uh, cop car spins a U-turn to follow us because they see us coming out of this travel lodge, which I guess, you know, is not the nice part of town. Yeah. It was the nice part, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dude. And so whoop, whoop, the fucking lights come on. And I'm like, motherfucker, bro. And we're already kind of like running a little bit behind, but also it didn't fucking matter for the show anyway. Uh, and we fucking, we get off the fucking, I mean, we, we pulled into a gas station. Yeah. We pulled into, yeah, we pulled into a gas station. The cops come up and they're like, Hey, like, do you know why we pulled you over? And I was like, not a clue, bro. And they're like, Oh, can I see your, uh, can I see your fucking, your ID? And I give him my ID and he's like, uh, so like we looked up your plates and are you guys from Idaho? We're like, well, no. It's well, first it goes, do you live in California? And you yeah. were like, you were, well, you just said, yeah. Cause your license is California. Yeah. And then he was just like, can I see the registration? And you're like, this is a rental. And he goes, ah, <laughs> like that's where he's like, okay, well, your plates are not registered at all. Yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> registered to some random guy. Can you pull the rental out of there? I want to say this guy's name out loud. It's not even on there. Is yeah, it? it is. It's registered from two years ago to some guy named Jesse White. From Illinois. In yeah. Thanks, fucking Enterprise. Thanks yeah. for the car uh, without registration. Yeah, a super duper illegal operation. So now we're getting pulled over in uh, questionably the worst part of any town ever. Yeah. And so I was like, "Fuck, bro!" And so they they let us go, which was super, which was super. Well, dope. it was funny because the fucking the cop was just like, "All right, well, what are you guys doing out here?" And Galen was like, "Oh, yeah, we're doing a comedy show tonight." And the cop outside my window goes, "Oh, like, where's it at?" And I was like, "Oh, it's some Mediterranean restaurant." <laughs> and, it, and then he fucking looks at me and goes, "That's okay." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now, bro? You're gonna judge me, dude?" I'm out here working, man. Dude, and then he was like, "Why are you guys at the Why are you guys at the travel lodge?" And we're like, "We didn't pick it, bro." The yeah, guy, the producer put us up there, and he we're was not just famous. like, "Oof!" Like he, yeah. he literally was just like, "Oh, that's not a good place to be." And we were like, "Yeah, we, like, we yeah, know." We, we have all of our stuff in here. And he goes, we "Good like, choice." You were like, "The manager was fucking smoking crack when we got there," and he's just like, "Yep, that's the travel lodge." <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? 
Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? You could just walk in there and bust this dude with probably a pound of meth. So now we're like in this state of like we're in Fresno downtown with a car that has no registration, and we're about to get obliterated at this bar. Like just drink. Because we have a bottomless tab at this show. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we're gonna have like a shitload of drinks, and we did. Yeah, uh, I had a lot. But for free, and uh, dude. But the thing about this show is that it's crazy every time, right? So this is the third time I've done it. The the second time I did it, fool me once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nobody laughed. At yeah, that. I it know was that's fucking so hilarious funny. though. Yeah. Uh, just opening with just dissing everybody. Yeah. Um. But dude, I fucking the the second so the second time I did it, there was a or the first and the second time I did it, there was a guy there who opened it. his name was Gengar Daddy. And he's like this Pokemon battle rapper, and so like every time I do the show, it's like something. Forgot like, about that. I wish like, that guy was I, there. I wish he was. I know he fucking. We follow each other. I don't know why the fuck he wasn't there. Probably because Smiley was like, "Oh, we can't make it three in a row." But I fucking I fuck with the dude. He's Gengar Daddy for life, bro. Uh, you can find his music on SoundCloud. Um, but I think it's at Gengar Daddy. Um, and so yeah, and so like this show, there was like he sends the lineup, and there's like a ton of people, whatever. But here's the thing. It's in the back of a, a Mediterranean restaurant, and last time they had a side room that they let us use. They ended up like acoustically being cool. There was a green room. It was fucking sick. It was for like for what it was, uh, and we, I have there's two chicks coming to see me at this show, two hot chicks coming to see me at this show, like insanely hot. Like we're talking like eight to nine range. You saw them, right? They were pretty hot. They were pretty hot, and. Uh, so I'm like, please have people be there, bro. Like, like I don't want this fucking just eat shit at this like kebab restaurant in front of these like two insanely hot chicks. Which in the crowd there was like, including comics, a total of like twelve people. Or there was less than that. There bro. was probably less. Than there that. was probably less than that. And we are now we're not inside of the restaurant. We were on the back the the smoking patio outside in the fucking ninety degree <laughs> weather, dude. We were on the smoking patio. Of the fucking that thing, and the girls showed up. <laughs> and I, I just read through my notes. I did like thirty-five minutes just reading out of my notes. Ended up being super productive for me, uh, being able to just work out a bunch of thoughts and ideas. And I probably added three, four, maybe five minutes of workable shit that I could work on, and you know, add to my actual set. Uh, and then I did like ten minutes of old shit to like close it out. And I was just like, man. And the, the spotlight, I couldn't even see. that It was cool because at least the spotlight prevented me from seeing how little people there were. <laughs> yeah. But I love Smiley Man. No, a really good dude. He's fucking, you know, doing doing his best. He pays his comics. He puts them up in a hotel, even if it is the Meth Head Lodge or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Rad fucking dude. Yeah, I just it was it was an interesting show. It was fun. Uh, it was definitely fun. I've definitely done worse shows. That's a hundred percent. Like I, that, this was not the worst show I've ever fucking. What done. is the worst show you've ever done? Uh, yeah, I um over, I mean right, I don't know, a few months ago, my a buddy of mine who just got into comedy maybe like a year or so ago, he uh, asked me if I would come and perform at his ten year high school reunion, <laughs> and. Uh, I was just like, sure, man, that sounds interesting. Like, I'm down. Uh, you know, if you want me to come do it, I'm willing to do it. And uh, he, <laughs> you know, he was just like, it's in Compton. And I was like, okay, that'll be interesting, right? Yeah. I'll fucking, sure. He sent me the flyer for this fucking show, right? This t- it's a 10th anniversary show, 10-year ten- high school reunion show. 
and uh, there's like a bunch of bands on the bill and then me and the guy who went to that high school are gonna do stand-up comedy and on the fucking flyer it had like one of those you know like those no smoking signs yeah right with the red cross th- or with the red line through it but yeah. it, it was a fucking nos canister and it said like literally on the flyer it said no whippets <laughs> and i was like this is going to be a great show right <laughs> this obviously is going to be a, a interesting time and so yeah man took a train and an uber to get to compton and we get to this dilapidated <laughs> little building that they rented out in the back of an alleyway and it's pretty much just a parking lot dude the pal the the, the fucking stage were pallets that someone stole from ralph's i swear to god <laughs> and the stage like the backdrop were two storage containers in a parking lot okay and so we get there and i'm just like okay all right okay this is gonna be interesting for sure and we're like two hours early and the girl putting on this whole event comes up to me and she's just like hey uh so here's these bags and she hands me this these these fucking light setups and shit she's like yeah if you could just set these up around the stage i'm not getting paid for this by the way there's no it's not a paid gig i'm doing this as a as a courtesy how much time are you doing I'll get to that here in a all second. Right, right. Uh, fucking, and so I was like, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers right now. Yeah. Uh, so I set up the lights just to be nice. And after I'm done setting up the lights, I go inside to grab. Now, you know, is this the same stage that the bands are playing on, too? Yeah. Why are you setting that shit up, dude? That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's hilarious. I know. And so I go inside to grab a beer, and I go, hey, can I get a beer and a shot of tequila? And she goes, okay, we'll give you this one, but I can't just like be hooking you up all night. And that's where I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking flip out. I was like, I just did manual labor for free for you. I'm not getting paid. And you're telling me that you're only going to give me one beer? I was like, okay, well, we might have some issues. And so I got my beer and my shot. And then I walked outside and we're just chilling. And I ended up going and doing dabs with this random fool who was just standing in the parking lot. (laughs) And um, I come back and then I'm just, I go to the the event promoter. And I was just like, hey, what's the lineup here? What's what's the, the deal? And she was just like, well, r- these rappers are we're supposed to go up after you guys, but uh, we're going to put them up before because they have to get to work. They're only doing 15 minutes, though, and then we'll have you, uh, we'll have Paz go up, which is my buddy, and do five, and then you'll do ten. And I was like, sure, okay, no problem. These rappers get up on stage, bro, and about <laughs> 15 minutes into their set when they're supposed to get off, they're like, we're already late to work, so we're going to do our whole album. And then they did another 30 minutes. So they ended up doing 45 up top. <laughs> and I'm just like... Were people into it? Uh, Kind of. Kind of into it. Um, and it, it was just funny because they just plugged in their SoundCloud to a speaker and then just wrapped to the already done track it wasn't like a backing track or anything that's fucking hilarious right and they did their whole album or whatever and then they left to go to work or whatever the fuck was going on (laughs) and uh fucking she comes up to me and she's like hey so this is our stage manager and i literally said to her face you mean palette manager because i was so like yeah what do you what are we dressing this up for you know what i mean like why why are we pretending with these labels and uh, so she introduced me to him, and she go- he goes, yeah, yeah, so I'll be bringing you up. Is there anything that I want to say? And now this is what happens, too, is uh, my buddy who I'm with is nervous because he's been doing comedy for only a year. He's at his fucking – he knows all these fucking people, right? He doesn't want to fucking How many people bomb. were there? Dude, it was 25 people standing in a fucking parking lot. Most of them <laughs> were in the bands wa- waiting to go up. Like, you know oh. what I mean? It was like the shittiest mix mic I've ever been to pretty much. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so fucking... 
What time of year was this? Was it hot? Or? It was hot. Fuck. It was fucking hot, dude. It was like right before summer, right when it started getting hot. You know what I mean? This was a yeah. few months ago. And so I, to be, like I said, man, to be nice to this guy who's a good friend of mine. I mean, I've slept on his couch for fucking three months at some point in San Diego when I was, you know, when I'm couch surfing and shit. Right. And so I was like, hey, man, I'll go up first and do my 10 and then I'll bring you up to do five. So that way I can like break them in to like the whole comedy thing. Right. And then you'll have a better chance of like doing well. So I'm getting brought up first by this fucking palette manager and he goes, how should I bring you up? And I was just like, very simple, dude. You just say tours all over Rafa Camargo. That's all you got to say. And then he goes, oh, yeah, 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 you got an IG? And I was just like, yeah. And then he like follows me on Instagram and like goes through my shit, I guess. So he, <laughs> he goes up on stage. He's like, yeah, get up for the rap or whatever. And then he goes... So, uh, you know, we have comedy for you guys uh, next, and uh, this next guy, man, I've known him forever. And I was just like, here we fucking go, dude. Just bring me up, right? <laughs> He's like, I've known this guy forever. Nah, just kidding. I've known him for five minutes, but I went through his IG, and he seems legit. He seems legit. And then he goes, and he's right there, and he points at me, and I'm standing in the group of people in the parking <laughs> lot, and like an asshole, dude, because I thought he was going to bring me up after that. So like, he goes, and he's right there. And then I turned around and waved to all these people standing in the parking lot like an asshole. And then I look back at him, and he just goes, you know, he just shrugged. It was like, what, your move, dude. And so I walked up to the stage. I was like, hey, I'm Rafa Camargo. How's it going? And you he know didn't what I mean? Say your name? No, he didn't fucking oh say my, my name or that oh I, you know, God. any of the things that I told him to say. He went on his own fucking script. And then I go up and I was just so pissed at this point that I fucking, I just, it was like my Philly incident, bro. I just went to town on shitting on these fucking people. I was just like, I went up. I, the first thing I said is like, oh, so this is where you guys went to high school, huh? This place is a fucking dump. <laughs> and they didn't like that very much at all. And then I was just like, <laughs> also looking around, a lot of dudes. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes. What? you got, The girls from your school didn't feel safe coming to this event? What's going on? Like, what's That's happening? Funny. This guy looks like he's a fucking school shooter that missed the mark by 10 years. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so I feel safe that, you know, if he didn't do it back then, he probably won't do it today. And I just started, yeah, dude, just shitting on this, this fucking stupid show. And then I did like one or two jokes and uh, <laughs> it didn't go great. Um, and then, yeah, I brought up my buddy and he did great. So mission accomplished. He looked cool in front of all of his high school people. And, uh, I get off stage and the fucking producer of the show comes out to me and she goes, you know what? I think you've earned your drinks for tonight. <laughs> I almost fucking lost my shit, dude. I was just like, oh, I've earned it. <laughs> now, now I've earned it when I was doing manual labor and putting up with all this bullshit. I didn't earn it then, but now I'm, I'm good. So I went and got fucking trashed. You know what I mean? And then yeah, we we left and that was the that was the worst gig I fucking for sure have ever done. I'd rather I'd rather do Fresno for a week than fucking <laughs> ever do that fucking thing again. Yeah, that's my worst story. My worst show story. See I can't think of like my worst like worst show would probably be gotta have one no i know but the, i mean the worst like the worst show would probably be like just like the one from last night just because these chicks that have watched me just read through my notes for 35 minutes and like shit like that because there's only like seven people back of a restaurant in front of a giant george floyd fucking mural, mural and yeah then a mural of a fucking dead kid and you're like bro <laughs> but i think that the worst the worst story of like the worst i've done is when i got booed off stage by the fucking Mo mongols biker gang oh yeah that's a great story yeah bro I, i've told it on the podcast so i don't want to tell it again but yeah that that one was probably 
every time people talk about like horror stories, I think about that one because I almost legit like got beat up. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Real world implications. And it was fucking funny because uh, this is the only time I've ever been booed off stage. Like it's like actually hilarious. Yeah, I've never been booed off stage. That's crazy. But the the thing that makes that whole story hilarious is that the week before, uh, I did that same show and destroyed. Yeah. Like I have a five. Like I only did like five or seven, and I have the tape from it because it was just like it was I the Ryan Redisenovich or whatever was running and he had his camera running. And I was like, hey, do you mind just like sending me that? And I was like, I could get a clip out of that. That that whole set was fire. And you know this is like right after COVID too, so it was like like one of the first sets back really, right? Uh, in front of actual people inside, uh, and you know destroyed. And so the people were like, "Hey, we want you back. We want you back next week. Can you do the same same time? You know, next Saturday, same time. Yeah, of course. Show up, and then it's fucking all of a sudden it's just like the Mongol biker. It's their bar. It's yeah. like the Mongol biker gang bar, but they weren't there last time. And I pretty much do the exact same set, the exact same set. Like I, I use the same set list. For the same thing as I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, it's a, everybody's new. I was like, I'm just doing yeah. the same set that destroyed last time. And halfway through it, I get booed off stage for a fucking joke about the military. A pro-military joke, by That's the way. That's funny. And I get booed off stage. Uh, and I was like, motherfucker, bro. Uh, and then it was funny because I was talking to Mike Eaton, right? Yeah. And he also had done a show there. And he didn't get booed off stage, but they didn't like him. And then he, like, went back in to, like, pay his tab. And, the like, two of the bikers wouldn't let him back in the bar. To, like pay his tab he's like i gotta go close out and the, the he said that the biker gang was just like the two dudes were like no you don't what tab All and right. he had to just leave well he's like bro but it's like dude these mongols if you don't know the mongol biker gang they're like they're literally the deadliest biker gang in la no. yeah i know they, who they are yeah well i'm saying for the audience oh. uh people listening uh they um they're just straight up murder and they're known for like hate crimes against black people like it's like it's like an actual it's like how is this a like they, we know where they hang out. How how do we just allow this? It's like it's fucking hilarious, bro. Oh, because they ride motorcycles, they can just kill people and beat up black guys. Like what the fuck? I'm anti Mongols. <laughs> After they booed me off stage. If they give me a standing O, greatest guys of all time. Like a <laughs> big fan club. Uh, but it fucking it reminds me of uh, remember that summers Manhattan Beach show? Sure, I'll never forget. Uh, dude, that was like some of my favorite fucking times. Uh, but this one time, you know, uh, you know, uh, shit. She was like this Muslim chick, super into like Yu-Gi-Oh, comic, short. Zara uh, Khan? Yes, yes. <laughs> so she was on it doing time and she's doing some fucking like hack joke about like, it, like, uh, like, uh, arranged marriage or some shit like that. And it was a packed night. It was one of those where like, it was, ag- there was an actual crowd. Uh, and you know, I went up, I did my host thing, did well brought Dom up to host the rest of the show. He did well, brings her up and some guy in the crowd, like, like yells out her punchline before she says her punchline. Because awesome. it, like I said, it's yeah. like some hack fucking, yeah. he goes, I, I, you could see it coming. It was arranged shit. marriage. And she just ruins like right before she says it. Right. And she's, you know, kind of like shy and timid or whatever. Didn't like, she just like moves, like doesn't say a word to the guy and just like moves on. Uh, and so I'm sitting there and another comic comes up and he's like, he, he like heckles her again. And I'm just sitting there uh, just drinking because, you know, I have a free tab there. So I'm fucking drinking like a motherfucker. Uh, and uh, there's some other comic comes up and he's like, hey, you're going you're gonna to tell that guy to shut up. Hmm. And I was like, why? He's like, Cause it's your show. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, fair enough. And so I go to go tell the guy to shut up. And I walk over to the guy. I was like, hey, man. And he turns, sees me. and He goes, oh, dude, you were fucking hilarious, man. 
And, and you're like, like, yeah, thank you. See you later. Yeah, I literally, I literally, I literally was like, oh, shit, no way. Thanks, man. And I walked away. Fuck yeah. And I go back and sit down. And the guy's like, what did you say? And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell him to shut up. Because the guy was like, dude, you were fucking sick. I was like, oh, dude, that's what's up. And then fucking the guy heckles the next dude, right? The comic that came up to me to tell me to like go tell the guy to shut up was Nick Romero. That's funny. Uh, and so Nick Romero goes over to the guy after he heckles the next guy. And he goes, he's like, dude, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to kick your ass. And, like, now the show is, like, you know, the, whoever's on stage is just like, oh, yeah, fucking, you know, like, who, I forgot who it was. Uh, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your fucking ass. And the guy's like, oh, you think you can talk to me like that? And he's like, yeah, I'll beat your fucking ass right here. We can take it outside, whatever you want. And the fucking dude's like, fuck, fuck this. I'm out of here, right? And he gets up, but he, like, doesn't go to the door. He goes to the fucking... Like the way that do you ever go to the bathroom in that place? Yeah. So it's like a dead end bathroom, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. thought that it was like there was an ex- exit, like a back he, exit or yeah, something. Yeah, And so he had to like just stand back there and like hope people forgot about him for like five seven minutes and try to sneak back out. It was fucking hilarious, bro. But yeah, the guy was just like, dude, you were fucking hilarious. I was like, oh, dude, no way, thanks. <laughs> I will say though, I mean, just in conclusion of that whole experience that I had at that high school reunion show it's so fucking humbling like comedy can be so fucking humbling sometimes because like literally a week to that day that i did that show like before i was at the troubadour with like craig conan and ryan sickler you know what i mean yeah, like doing yeah. this like prestigious thing and then a week later i'm in a parking lot in compton bombing in front of 30 <laughs> fucking people <laughs> from some dumb high school i never went to so you know yeah, awesome. so I, th- I think comedy timing is absolutely real and like like i mean like like the so like the first time i ever went on stage was uh october 30th 2018 yeah i'm the 31st of 2017 of 2017 yeah uh and you brought me up for the first time so you brought me on stage for the first time ever right yeah and then there was this weird period where they like there was like you know weird like stupid ass alliances or whatever and so we weren't really like talking or whatever <laughs> like i don't i don't know how to like oh, describe bro, it really. uh, let me put it to you this way it's just like you know i was still new and what i had learned is like a bunch of new people come in and then most of them don't hang around you know so it's just like for me to like, to get attached to n- new comics is like something that i was like weary of uh even though i was a new comic but you know it's just like you seemed very just overly confident and you could be kind of a dickhead sometimes, dude. I don't know, you know. So I was just kind of like, I don't know about this guy. We'll fucking see. And so there was a period where we weren't talking, but and then we started talking again because of this. And so it's fucking hilarious. So October thirtieth, twenty eighteen, I got on stage for the first time. October thirtieth, one year to the day. October thirtieth, two thousand nineteen, I'm doing a show at the Bray Improv, and you're the fucking green room server. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, the fucking, like, the, just the, the, the odds of this shit. And then after I saw you there, then we started fucking talking again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then October 30th. What's well, 20- the X? I was like, this guy's serious about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then October 30th, 2020, I'm on stage at the fucking comedy store in, like, the middle of the pandemic. And it's like, it's just like, for, for whatever reason, October 30th, I just accidentally get booked on, like, super cool shit. And it's like, comedy timing is the same thing with... Uh, like how I got connected with like the comedy zone people. If I had just taken one street to the left or one street to the right, I would have never fucking seen anything. But us talking about that random ass fucking stupid ass alliance shit reminded me that I have texts that excuse me that I want to read to you. I think we texted about this beforehand. Yeah, but a I didn't bit. tell you what it was. Are you excited? Not as excited as you, apparently, because you've been talking about it for 
almost a week. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do, do, do. All right, here we go. So this was – so for some context, uh, I did a couple shows in Oregon. Uh, this had to be – this was t- er, like early 2019, like early 2019. And I'd asked if you w- would come with me uh, and Brandon Bryan and uh, Steve Lardner. And you said yeah, and then you bailed, right? Let's yeah, see. I backed out. Uh, and so I don't have all of it, but this is what I have. Do do do. You say, all jokes aside, bro, I may sound like I'm crying, but you sound like you don't know what you're doing. Like I said, no offense, but comedy is the most important thing to me. Still holds up. Uh, and the people I respect most in comedy are telling me that I'm making a mistake by going with you. We are tight. You're my friend, man, and I'm being real with you and letting you know what's up. Because I care, man. Otherwise, I would just blow it off altogether. You can call me whatever and talk shit, but I go with my gut always. And I said, for sure, brother, I'll find someone to replace you. Thanks for giving me a heads up early. Right? Right. And, and then uh, there was some other, there was other texts because all I have at the top is me responding to whatever you said saying, if we fail, we fail, but we're going to try. Uh, and uh, then I guess so I'm not going to say the dude's name. This is blank. You know who it is. Uh, you are guaranteed to fail. You're not taking any comics that should be doing that much time. Uh, you don't even know what it's like to bomb for five minutes in front of 150 people. I think he's the only person who actually knows what that feels like. Because <laughs> he fucking sucks. Uh, higher stakes. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, higher stakes. You're barely able to write a joke. I'm trying to help you. This is not a calculated risk. Uh, you are at no level to do this. Uh, ask your boy Evan if you should do this. Uh, basically just saying, you know, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And then, but the my favorite part about that is the the words guaranteed to fail, and it's just everything that's ever come after is because I fucking took that risk and went and didn't fucking fail, and it was one of the the highlights of fucking whatever. And so I just, you know, yeah. I mean, at that time I was, you know, uh, working at my first comedy club job. Like I was what fucking two years in, three almost three years in, and I I was just like, you know, I I don't. Bro, like the people that I in that text message that I said that I respected, most of them don't even do comedy anymore. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, the people who said that are probably still saying the same things today, doing the same things that they were fucking three years ago. You know yep. what I mean? So we all make our, our mistakes. And I mean, when we're young in comedy, we don't really know how to navigate. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out a lot of shit now and I'm almost six years in. So it's like. It is what it is. Uh, I, I don't know why you thought I was going to apologize for any of that. No, it was. I was hammered when I was reading it, and I was like, "I fucking, I got him." Uh, <laughs> I sound like I was pretty respectful to you. No, I know, I know. I hit you up early. <laughs> no, I know, but just the the guaranteed to fail thing was just the fucking the thing that's the funniest. And it's like, but I didn't even say that. No, I know, I know. Oh, okay, but I'm okay. just saying in I the text, wanna, in um, the text. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and I just thought it was funny how it's like, uh, like I'm bringing you on this trip, or like we're going on this. You know, we did this road. We're doing the road, and every time I do the road, every time we do it in the future, it's, like, based off just the fact that, you know, I had the nuts to go fucking reach out and do some crazy shit like that, and it worked. So yeah. it's, like, it's super cool. But it's funny uh, because I found a, a screenshot right next to it because he said, ask your boy Evan if you should do this, and I did. <laughs> uh, and so I have a screenshot from that, too. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, and so I don't have the top part, but here's what I do have. It says, something he says, don't do it, you're going to fail. He says that he wouldn't even try 15 minutes. That's why he'll be a fucking nobody. Uh, and then, do-do-do. Uh, Wait, who is that Evan? I'm t- this is me texting Evan. And uh. So I said, 
uh, that uh, talking about you know who. Yeah. Uh, that he said that he wouldn't even try it. Or he wouldn't even try. Uh, that's why he'll be a fucking nobody. He's not worth. He's not willing to take the risk. Blah blah blah. And Evan said, "Ha ha ha! Congrats, bro. Way to go. Follow your own path. You're gonna hear a lot of people say you're gonna fail along the way. Yep. But they're too afraid to try it. it. Sounds cheesy, but it's true. And it still fucking holds up, dude. Yeah. Like, I think it's fucking. It's crazy. Cause it's like some people just won't fucking. Why? Why are you even doing it? Why are you like? If I'm being real, like, and I, I like, like realistically, I fucking, I hate most people. Uh, but not like comedians, not fucking, I mean like people. Yeah. Right. I think most people are fucking like a waste because it's like, dude, like, you know, I, I follow a lot of people from my high school and they're doing nothing, bro. Yeah. Like nothing. Like they have no goals. Getting married, having kids, even doing the traditional bullshit. Even that's fine though. Like even that's fine. Is like it there's, Because there's some people <laughs> whose goal is to get married and have kids. Right. So at least, you know, they set out that goal and they did that and they accomplished it. that. Yeah. Sure. You know, their goal is to be a mom. I'm not going to knock on that. Sure. You know, that's what you wanted. That's what you went out and did. That I could respect. But those people that, you know, they're, they're posting just turned 27 and they're like, you know, they're still working at like Foot Locker and they're, <laughs> not, they're not going to school. They're not doing anything. They're, they have no goals. And that's one of the things that I ask people, like when people hit me up and they're like, dude, it's, you know, it's so cool to see you, you know, headlining in Pennsylvania or it's so cool to see, you know, do this. I always knew you're going to blow up. And I go to their page, you know, through the DM and I'm like, they're, they're, it, like, I appreciate the support, but it's like it's easy to support when you're not doing anything yourself mm. it's yeah, like it's i feel like not this not I, I appreciate you know all the support and shit but it's like people need to start looking at their own selves and not thinking about how how cool it is or anything that what i'm doing it's thinking about like what like what are you doing man it's like i don't know it's just it, it kind of annoys me when it's just like what are you living for really yeah i just don't under i maybe i just don't understand yet yeah man well you know i just nothing else has ever made sense to me than pretty a performer of some sort. I mean, I started out in music. I went to performing arts school in high school, so that way I could kind of set up a, that life for myself. Um, you know, I've always wanted to be on a stage and kind of doing my thing. And I've made a lot of sacrifices, and I've, you know, I've done a lot of things that most people would never even consider doing just because of the fact that, like, it's, you know, maybe below them or whatever it is. But... Yeah, I, I think a lot of times, man, people, you know, here's the other thing, too, is, like, people will be, like, reach out like that and be very supportive and whatnot, and they're just like, man, like, wh what, you know, what does it take? And I'm just like, dude, uh, you know, you're, it's, it's just like, how, how, how do you not, how is there not something in your life, right, where, like, you would do anything to become that? But, like they're just the, like, yeah. and then people ask you it's just like and then like you know oh man it's so cool to fucking see you doing this and doing that it's just like you know how hard it was for me to get here yeah <laughs> you know what I mean you probably wouldn't say it was cool if you knew all the things that it took to get to this stage of where I'm at like all the people telling you you're not gonna fucking succeed all the people telling you all this fucking bullshit like mm -hmm. it's it's not fun you know it, the, the process is is awesome but you know there's a lot of there's a lot more moments that aren't fun than the moments that are fun but the fun moments make up for all those other parts right my favorite quote that has to do with that that i actually kind of live by is i i forget i forget which painter it was it was probably like picasso or something right he was like selling some paintings and some guy came up to him and like offered him like lowballed him for one of the things and he was selling it for, let's say he was selling it for like 10 grand the guy offered him like 500 bucks 
And he's like, fuck you. Like, I'm not selling you for that. And the guy goes, why? It took you 20 minutes to paint that. And he goes, no, it didn't take me 20 minutes to paint that. It took me my whole life. Yeah. Fucking bro. Like, yeah, that's seriously. Great. Yep. And it's just like, I mean, remember last night in Fresno, man, that fucking guy came up to me and was asking me for comedy advice. One of the guys that was on the show. And just, I mean, I'll, whenever, when anyone asks me for comedy advice, like I have to gauge like where they're at. And so I asked him like, how long you been doing comedy? He's like, oh, since the nineties. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, well, you know, what do you, what's your questions here? And then he asked me and then at, I answered them. And then at the end I was just like, but dude, you've been doing this since the nineties. I've been doing this for six years. Like wh- what's wrong here? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I have any, like, and he was like, oh, I already knew all that. And I'm like, yeah, but it hasn't gotten you anywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Like what, what's, what is going wrong in this situation? And like, if it's that at that point, bro, or you're, you know, what, 30 years in. Yeah. 20 something years in and you're fucking asking a guy that you know is on the road who's six years in about yeah. like what they could do differently and then you're gonna tell me you're denying road gigs and stuff because they don't pay enough it's like bro come on dude that first that first road gig the one that the text about yeah uh we the so it was funny so that road trip was supposed to do we were supposed to do uh wednesday it was wednesday at the punchline in sacramento Thursday was um, I don't even actually remember where Thursday was and then Friday was in Bend Oregon at this place called seven nightclub uh, and it was the first the first Friday of the month so it was a free show and it was me and three of the dudes that I brought along that don't even do comedy anymore uh, and and because uh, one of them's on house rest <laughs> who Mendez he didn't go oh he didn't go he didn't go it was me, Steve Lardner, and Brandon, Brandon. Bryan, oh, and okay. uh, Frank uh, Escalante. Escalante, um, and this like I don't think any of those. Do, Steve doesn't. Brandon doesn't. I don't know if Frank does. Um, they don't do. And even if he, I don't think he ever even got started. That dude wasn't really that funny. Um, <laughs> but so it was us, each of us doing twenty. I was closing it out, and there was fucking. We were like, so the the punchline show gets canceled. Right, I remember that. Right, and it was like we didn't even get told it was canceled. It was just I see the guy's story, like the producer's story, and he's like, "Fuck the punchline, never like there's racist pigs and shit like that." Oh, and so man. I'm just like, it's like the day before, and so I was like, "So the the show happening?" You know, I was just like, what, "What's what's this about?" And he goes, "Nah, fuck that place." And I was like, "All yeah, right, I know you guys aren't good, but are we good?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" And so like that didn't happen. Um, and then Thursday we ended up doing uh, like a bunch of open mics in San Francisco, which ended up working out because I made some connections at this right. open mic, uh, and I've gone back since, yeah. including the one when yeah, we were on the last one. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, and then uh, we go do we show up, and so we you know we got our hotel room in uh, Bend, and uh, it's, it's Gina Christopher was on the show as well because she is the one. Uh, she so the the whole thing that this ties into is fucking that the whole comedy timing is that I matched with this comic on Tinder. She was like, "Hey, come out to this open mic. Uh, it's like thirty minutes from you." And I was like, "All right, sweet." So I went and I fucking there was like sixty regular people there just watching the open mic. It was like such a weird town that like people go to the open mic just to watch it, and there was like sixty people on it or sixty people there to watch, and four people signed up for it. Wow! And so the guy lets me do like fifteen. I kill and the guy's like you know I'm like a fucking less than a year in and he's like hey can you like feature for this show tomorrow 
And I said, it was the only gig I've ever said no to, and I've never said no to a gig since because of this. I said, uh, I, t- I said no because I had to drive back to Orange County the, like, the ne- like the next day yeah. uh, because I wanted to see the Colts playoff game. Uh, and then the Colts got demolished by like 40 points. Wow. And so I was like, that's a sign that I should never, ever say no to a comedy gig again. <laughs> and, I, and I've in the four years since I've never said no, clearly based on that Fresno show, uh, never said no. Uh, and but he gives me his card and he's like email me and we could set something up and I was like for sure so I set this up uh, and so I you know I bring some of my buddies uh, first road gig ever for all of us and uh, we're not knowing what to expect it's a free show the first Friday show is free we show up there's like fucking 180 people in there oh that's awesome it was like they were like bringing in chairs from outside it was like 180 people in there and it was a ton of fun but but between all four of us we got paid 100 bucks uh, All four of us combined, yeah, a uh, hundred bucks, and but but back then we were like we fucking we made it, you know. We were like fucking this is the shit, you know. Like like I had already I had already been doing like some paid gigs, but for them, you know, it was just like it was super fun. It was super cool. I remember I actually remember we recorded episode nineteen. We recorded episode nineteen of this podcast, barely serious, and I remember we started off the podcast by 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 crinkling the money in the mic. <laughs> like and we just never released it. I That's was like, funny. I was like, this is this is too much. This is over the top. And we just never because we were hammered, bro. Yeah. And so we we were like crinkling the money in the fucking mic, like ah, we fucking got paid, like blah blah. blah. It was a hundred dollars, which is hilarious to like think back to. Uh, but yeah, good times. And then none of those dudes do comedy anymore. Uh, I will say this though. I mean, I, after that fucking high school reunion show, because before before that show, I swear to God, like. Anytime anyone hit me up about a gig, I would say, you know, I'll, I'll go anywhere they'll take me. And then I did that show, and I was like, I should be a little bit more selective. <laughs> you know? I, I think I'm at that point where, like, n- not every gig. I'm not going to take every single gig that comes my way. I'll still always say yes. I mean, I mean, I can't say that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not going to be... Give it a couple of years. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> yeah, to be, you know... It, it, I think it's I think it's just funny that here you could see me headlining at the the Harrisburg Comedy Zone for the full weekend, and then also two weeks ago, people, six people saw me in the back of a restaurant in Fresno. Yeah, I think that that's unique and hilarious at the same time. But, I mean, that's just what it is. But I don't think that if I'm touring all, like if I'm if I'm like on tour on tour, you know, like actually doing shit, and you know, like four or five years. It's like what you were saying the other night. It's like, I'm not doing an open mic. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on the road. Like, I'm doing yeah. paid gigs. I'm not coming out to your thing to do a free, you know, five-minute set. Like, Yeah. Sorry. I appreciate you thinking of me, but... Um, shit. I forgot. Oh! I forgot what I was about to just say. Uh, the fuck was I thinking about? You hear the car beeping. But yeah, no, man, I'm glad, man. Like, in, And that's, that's kind of the thing that... You know, uh, between us, like, it's just like, here we are, you know, years later. And it's like, we're both like, you know, doing our own perspective thing Uh and, you know, doing well at it, you know? And it's just like, that's, that's why, like, I I have a hard time when talking to newer comics because it's like, dude, it's not even worth wasting my breath. We'll see if you're here in like two years. Yeah. Uh, For (laughs) real, bro. You know what I mean? It's just like, we'll see what happens, man. Like, you know. Because I've seen some really great people who just quit, you know, who just don't make it. Uh, I think fucking Joan Rivers was one of the people that said, like, someone asked her once, like, how like, how come you, you made it in comedy, you know? And she was like, because everyone else quit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the only yeah. one, like, out of the people that I started with, I'm the only one still doing it. So I guess, you know, that's why. Uh, yeah, I think it's funny because so Dom and I were just talking about, because uh, there's still, like, a level of, uh, I don't want to say hate, like, let's say unsupport for some of the people that are left or then the people that don't even do it anymore in Orange County uh, towards, you know, me and Dom. And I just think it's funny because I was, I, was, I, was, I was putting it in perspective for him uh, of, like, you got to put it in the perspective of, like, you know, there's these people that have been doing open mics in Orange County and, and shows in Orange County for, you know, four or five years doing these open mics. All of a sudden I show up, you know, kind of cocky, whatever. Uh, but I start, you know, plowing through, and now I'm doing all this crazy shit in less time that they even even were doing it before they even met me. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't be a fan either. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't fucking right. You wouldn't you wouldn't be like, oh, go go that guy. You know what I mean? You would be wondering what the fuck happened, how the fuck that happened, and you wouldn't you wouldn't you know you. I'm not coming from like a cocky perspective. I'm coming from a like if I put myself in their shoes, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. If some fucking other guy, same situation, some other guy, I wouldn't be happy with that. I'm, I recently had a moment where it all really hit me in the face as far as like perspective and like how long of a trip this has been as far as like my comedy journey is like uh, I booked that tour the last tour that I did in the Pacific Northwest uh-huh. um, and Harvell's was the first stop you know and I, I remember going to Harvell's for months dude for months before he, John ever gave me any stage time and just looking at these people who are above me, right, in the uh-huh. scene and shit, and I was just looking up and being like, "What the fuck, man? Like, what? Like, why? You know what I mean? Why? Why am I not getting this fucking stage time? Like, what's going on?" And just being kind of like envious of them. And then on this last tour, I fucking that was our first stop, and I walked in like, dude, I, I walk up and like my name and my photo is on the marquee, yeah, which is fucking sick. And yeah. then I go down there, and John, I mean, he was just like, dude. He, he was just talking to me. He's like, man, I've known you for fucking, you know, six years now, pretty much. And he's like, it's just so cool to see you come up, you know, and come along. Yeah. And I got, like, the good spot. Like, I got the late, the you know, like, the headliner kind of spot of the night at uh-huh. Harvell's. And I did, you know, he let me do, like, fucking 20 minutes or whatever. Uh-huh. And at the end, uh, and when he brought me up, I almost teared up, dude, because he was just like, man, this guy's been coming here since he fucking first started. And, like, six years later, he's coming back up here to fucking rule this room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I walked out. I w- it just felt like a sense of, like, such accomplishment of, like, I remember waiting in the wings for months just hoping that my name would get fucking picked. And now I'm, like, coming back here to, like, pretty much you know, like headline it Uh and like, that's, it's a good feeling. And then, but also the guys that opened up for me that night were the guys that I used to look up to and be like, why the fuck am I not getting these spots? Yeah. Like these people that I used to be envious of. And then you look around and you're like, Oh, they just didn't go anywhere. They stayed in the same spot. You know what I mean? They're still doing the same thing with the same fucking people, same jokes. Uh, And it was just kind of like one of those moments for me where I was just like, man, this is fucking cool. Like, I'm glad I'm doing shit. Glad I didn't end up in the same spot for the, you know, fucking Mm -hmm. five years. And just being like king of the hill of this fucking tiny little <laughs> mound yeah. in the middle, you know, like in nowhere, really. Yeah. So comedy is a crazy fucking thing, man. And if you stick around long enough, the world becomes so small. Well, the whole time, the whole time I was always trying to like, even though people didn't like me, I was trying to like expand the scene. That's why I started that show in fucking Manhattan Beach so that I would book half people from L.A., half people from Orange County, ever we could meet, network, trade, you know ideas and do shows and it just the people from orange county would show up do their set and leave people from la would show up do their set and leave and it's just like it just never worked out that way but like the idea was there and it was just like it ended up working out for me and i would always 
I, I, I always thought of Orange County as like the perfect like breeding ground. It's a good stepping stone for sure. Because I would go there and just, you know, try new shit at open mic in Orange County. Who gives a fuck who's there? Yeah. And then I would go, get good, show up in L.A., do my best shit. And then people who had never seen me before would be like, oh, fuck, who's that guy? And then I would leave, go back to Orange County, suck, 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 suck with new shit, make it good, and go down to, you know, San Diego. Oh, shit, who the fuck's that guy? Yeah. And then go up to, you know, L.A., get, oh, fuck, who's the fuck that guy? And, you know. You know, three, four trips up there. All of a sudden, now I'm friends with all these people. Now I'm doing all these shows, and yep. I'm able to go wherever I want. And it's like people just don't even attempt to even, even if they do, like go to like potluck or something to the the Hollywood store. They don't talk to anybody. It's like, why'd you even go? You know, you're not gonna get up. Yeah. The whole point is to go there and network, go to Carnies, hang out with new people, meet new people. I met uh, Aaron Jarbo. I met him at a fucking open mic in Burbank. Yeah. You know, I had no business being there. I was like, let's go do this fucking. I was with, I think it was, I was with Dom, and I was like, or no, I was with you. Yeah, we. we uh, I got. I remember that night. Fucking the. We did that VFW mic. Yeah. And they fucking took four hundred dollars out of my bank account. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I bought. That. I bought one beer there, and I had just gotten paid, bro. And I literally like we we went to fucking the Burbank spot, and when we got to fucking Flappers or whatever yeah. it was, uh, four hundred dollars was out of my account. What the fuck? From the last place. Did you yeah. get back? Huh? No. I, I fucking... I called them first, and I was like, hey, you guys overcharged me. And they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then I told the bank, and the bank was like, uh, well, you were there, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I only got one beer, but I never saw that money, bro. But I was just like... What the fuck? Veterans for foreign wars, and you're really going to fucking... And I came to perform, and you're going to fucking rip me off? Like, what the fuck? That's crazy, bro. I remember that night. Yeah. That's why I think I mostly remember it. That's crazy. And then we went, and the mic was in the Yoohoo room. Not the Yoohoo room. No, uh, it was in the fucking lobby. It was in the bar. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was just like, I remember thinking, like, this is such a fucking not well-run mic. <laughs> Did you get up? No. I, I think, yeah, so I got up. I, I got up the there. only one that got up there. Um... And I went up and it was relieving. Just me and Mendez, bro. Yeah, because we went to that homeless library mic first. That shit was funny. And then we went to the VFW, and then we went over. Yeah, so yeah, that's that, why we're there. That homeless mic where they fucking Mendez kept answering his phone in the middle of people's sets, <laughs> and I had to look at him and be like, "Go outside, bro. You're fucking embarrassing. Get out of here." Yeah. And but then like homeless people would come in and like just grab chips, snacks, and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, and so that's where I met Aaron was we were we were walking to the car in the parking structure in Burbank. Uh, and that's I, – I we walked by those people, like, dry-humping each other at the bus stop and shit. Yeah, uh, by the fucking In-N-Out, yeah. Yeah, by the In-N-Out. And I recorded it. I put it on my stories, the True Love PDA. Uh, and as we are walking back to the – some dude was like, hey, man, really funny set. And I turned. I was like, hey, like, thanks, you know. And we he, he just happened to be parked in the same parking structure. And we were walking back, and we were just talking. And he was like, "Hey, you got an Instagram?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I, I handed him, I handed him my phone. Uh, he typed in his, or no, he or he handed me his phone. I typed in my shit. He hits follow, and I was like, "All right, cool. You know, like, take care, bud." And we go to the car. I open up my phone to follow the guy back. The guy has like four hundred thousand followers. Yeah. I was like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" And that was like the first experience with like you don't know who the fuck you're gonna like run into yeah. in like LA. And now. Aaron's like, he doesn't do comedy anymore. He says he's, he wants to get back to it at some point. And I'm like, dude, you got to start doing it now, man. You That becomes tomorrow becomes next week, which becomes next year, which becomes never, dog. Yep. And, uh, but he's like one of my best friends. He does all my flyers for me. Anybody that needs flyers done, dude, fucking Aaron Jarbo, yeah. stupid resumes. He's fucking great guy. Just had a kid with his fucking beautiful wife, beautiful kid. He fucking bought a house in the valley. And it's like, you know, we met three, three years ago. And it's like, it's crazy to see 
both of our growth and it's like it's just cool it's like if if i if we, one of us we had three of us with us if one of us had gone to the bathroom or if he had gone to the bathroom or if we you know smoked a cigarette we would have just never met never yeah. who knows how different my career would have been you know what yeah. i mean like it's 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 insane yep that was he aaron's the dude that was on stage uh at the summer's bar in manhattan beach when that guy was getting a fucking blowjob in the window <laughs> on the patio yeah he was on stage that's funny it's fucking hilarious anyway do you have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, not off, not off the top of my head. I was, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, dude. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we got to do this. It's yeah, always, this it's a always a good time. Yeah, fucking. More uh, times in the future. If you live in Reading, uh, I'll be headlining and Raph will be coming with me to a casino. Reading Casino. I forget what it's called. Wind City? Wind oh, yeah, yeah. Wind River. Wind River. Wind River Casino will be headlining there uh, in Reading. That's November 9th of 2022. Yeah, and that I'm one's going to be a fun that. one. That one's going to be a really fun one. Uh, and luckily, hotels also cover because it's a casino. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I don't blow all of our fucking show money in the, on the fucking casino. I do have a gambling problem. Yeah, I've never gambled, so we'll see how that goes. Well, you're with a good guy because I, I fucking win every time because I play until I win. <laughs> Whether I make my money back, I still win. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like slots. I can't do shit else. Like, I could play 21, but I'll just, like, hit on shit, and people are like, whoa, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, and then I bust. I'm like, yeah, I guess it was crazy. <laughs> my first uh, my first road, uh, road trip, like, you know, doing comedy, fucking yeah. me – the headliner and the opener we were staying in we were in st louis uh missouri and we we're staying at a DraftKings fucking casino and resort that's where our fucking tour manager put us up and our gig got canceled that night so we lost money already and then we go back to the, the fucking Kings. and the headliner's like i want to fucking gamble and i swear to god dude it's so fucking funny but the i didn't gamble at all the opener and the headliner did and literally the, it was just the two of them so all the money <laughs> that uh the fucking opener won was straight out of the fucking headliner's pocket from really? the shows yeah he like lost all his money he lost like a 450 bucks Fuck. the headliner and literally it all went to the opener <laughs> it was so funny dude i still have photos on my phone of just his face when he lost all his fucking headlining <laughs> money to the opener first on fucking what what's that fucking what the thing that with the roulette? ball yeah roulette <laughs> so fucking funny bro um i don't have any shows to plug at the moment i don't have anything lined up for next month i will be with galen at that show that he just talked about but uh if you're ever in san diego if you're listening i uh, i'm at the comedy store every tuesday and thursday down in la jolla uh tuesday is free um thursdays if you use promo code local you get two free tickets to come in you know, so uh, yeah, come check out a show at the comedy store down in uh, La Jolla. I'll, I'll, I'm usually there throwing down. So, fuck yeah, bro! Thanks for doing the podcast as always, and uh, be yeah. well, brother. Yeah, of course, dude. Right, let's stop this shit. Uh.